I'm so sorry I missed Derek and Odette's coronation. After all these years, a new king and queen in Chumburg. Does King Derek know? No. He knows nothing. What don't I know? Oh, dear. to the <laughs> said Swan Princess podcast. Welcome <laughs> to the Swan Princess podcast. That's, I mean, it's a little late for the rebrand considering it's over. But yeah. You know, oh, that's what we are. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> this is ill-timed. Um, oh, God. Yeah, yes. Hello. Welcome to the <laughs> Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the Movies. All of oh the my Swan God. Princess movies. All the Swan Princess movies. And sometimes other movies about princesses and princesses to be. I am your host, Christy, <laughs> and I'm here with my friend and co host, Brie. Hi. <laughs> and we are here today to, of course, talk about Swan Princess 12, the finale. We made it. We made it. I can't believe this day has come. My God! The finale, the finale, the final, to... the final Swan Princess film. I honestly did not think this day would ever come, because it just seemed like no matter how bad the Swan Princess sequels got, they kept making them, and yeah. and, and it's it's just it's it's very weird to me. It's almost like somebody has just told me like now there's no more trees. It's like, what do you mean there's no more trees? What, what what have we done to this earth that now there is no more Swan Princess no movies? More. It's done. It's over. This is, this is bullshit. You're free now, Christy. No, I don't want to be free. This is a freedom. <laughs> this is hell. Return, return Christy to the Swan Princess cage. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who am I without the Swan Princess? Yeah. How do I go on without knowing that there is just there's a Swan Princess movie just around the corner? Oh, you know, I am I am like genuinely bummed because yeah. like the thing with these Swan Princess films is that they're almost always going to be a wild ride. You mm-hmm. never know what you're getting into, but you know it's going to be like it's almost certainly going to be fucking weird. And, like, there's going to be some real just fucking horseshit nonsense <laughs> in there that you don't understand. Yeah. And it's, but, like, it's so hard to describe. Yeah. It's, it, it so I, I've obviously, uh, viewer, <laughs> listeners will know, I've been doing, uh, even before the podcast, I've been doing the Bad Princess Movie Nights for quite some time. I think it's from like either like 2015 or 16, I forget exactly when. And, and sometimes it's hard to find a good Bad Princess movie to watch. You know, and I always want my, when I have a viewing party, I want the best of the best on offer so that no matter what we watch, it's always going to be a good time. And for a while, the Swan Princess series, 
it was always like a guaranteed, guaranteed good time. And, and it was so precious to me to have that yearly or like, you know, every, every one to two years would be a new Swan Princess movie. And, and my viewing group started to appreciate getting a new Swan Princess movie. One, whenever I got to add a new one to the movie roster, oh, it yeah. would, it would not last the night. Like some of the movies I have have been on the roster for ages now because there's just other better movies that keep grabbing people's attention. Yeah. That was never the case for a Swan Princess movie. No, the, the Swan Princess shows up and yeah. it's time. And it's, it's Swan Princess time, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. And, and it is like, it, it is genuinely like there's, there's part of me that is genuinely very disappointed that this is just how the series ends and it doesn't go on for forever. I was, I was so hopeful that it would at least top the Land Before Time series in terms of oh. sequels. So close, and yet... <sighs> Alas. So far, far longer than forever. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm oh, just... <laughs> yes? Despite despite the, the sorrow, will you tell us what the plot is for this Swan Princess 12, Far Longer yeah. Than Forever? Yes, indeed. Yeah, let's let's get into it because I think I think this might be a long episode. Or at least I, have a lot to, <laughs> I feel like I have so much to bitch about. Oh, so let's say. let's get into it here. Let's go through the the plot summary of Swan Princess Twelve: Far Longer Than Forever, which this is good. I'm glad they busted out that title for the end movie. <laughs> It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, but no, okay, but it's perfect. That's the perfect title for the last film. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. You want know quickly though? I will shout out to uh, Mike Westfall of the Advent Calendar House podcast because when we mentioned on Twitter one time that this was going to be the final movie, he said he was very angry that it wasn't going to be called Swan Princess Twelve so Swan Song. <gasps> that, oh, <laughs> that would have been so good. Uh, oh, damn it. Mike, you clever. <laughs> you, you clever, clever bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yes, let's oh, get man. into okay. <laughs> let's let's get into the plot <sighs> summary. Here oh, we go. Okay. The film begins immediately where the last left off, with Derek and Odette admiring a portrait of Derek's father, the late King Max. Rogers and the artist from the last film are speaking a short distance away, and Rogers mentions that Derek doesn't know anything about what happened to Max, which Derek immediately overhears. Thus, Rogers and Huberta are forced to admit the circumstances around Max's death. Max was accused of trying to make a deal with the pirates against the will of the council. I don't believe it. Let it rest, Derek. It's too painful. Mother? Do you really believe that Father was making a deal with pirates? No, but... Rogers, do you believe it? No, I do not. Then tomorrow, when I go to take Father's seat on the Council of Crowns, we'll start getting some answers. 
The next morning, Derek and Odette make their way to the council headquarters, where they are introduced to the rest of the council. It's clear that certain members of the council are still sore over what happened with Max, though some members, like the current council chair, King Ivan, welcome Derek and Odette warmly. After getting a tour of the council headquarters, Derek and Odette go to leave in their carriage, only to have one of their wheels come off. Someone loosened it so it would come off right away, just to send us a message. Message? Don't even think about investigating your father's death. Maybe we used a little too much smoke. Well, they're about to get more, because we're not going home. With that, Derek and Odette decide that the best way to continue investigating the council is to disguise themselves as Mr. and Mrs. Barrymore, <sighs> traveling magicians. We're not going to get this style of... of no! Absolute nonsense it's... from anywhere else. <laughs> Why would you do this, Richard Rich? Oh my god. Uh, okay. Sorry, continue. That's <laughs> no, okay. They book themselves into a local inn, swearing the innkeeper to secrecy. The innkeeper, however, is a notorious gossip, and it's not long before the entire town is talking about the world-famous magicians that have arrived in town. Derek and Odette start their investigation and quickly realize that they need some additional help, recruiting Lord Rogers, who brings with him his spy gear disguised as the Barrymore's manager. Lord Rogers brings with him Speed, Puffin, and Jean-Bob, who themselves are disguised as Hubert's dogs from the previous film. I've never been so humiliated. No one will suspect dogs of spying. You know who else they'd never suspect? A frog! Yes, but if they see you, you'll get smacked with a broom and thrown out the window. Good point. Puffin, still disguised as a dog, flies off to talk with Clem, an old man who was the dock keeper the night Max allegedly met with the pirates. Meanwhile, Speed and Jean-Bob are tasked with investigating the grouchy King Edgar, who has been acting suspiciously around town. Lastly, Rogers and Scully try to locate Max's journal, which allegedly proves that Max is collaborating with the pirates, which they believe is kept in the records room at the council headquarters. Puffin speaks to Clem, who reveals that the night of Max's demise, he left his post to put out a mysterious fire that had been lit in a nearby alley. Turned out it was just an alley fire, set on purpose. Just as I got back, I saw Max's ship sailing out. The council, especially King Edgar, said I was just making up excuses. Lord Rogers and Scully managed to break into the records room, where after some shenanigans, they managed to find Max's journal in a secret compartment, which does indeed contain Max's entry about the pirates. But taking a look at the handwriting, Rogers is convinced the entry is a forgery. While wandering the town, Scully realizes the flourishes in the handwriting are a match for a sign above a nearby tavern. We must search everywhere for a match. Every posted note is every menu, every tavern sign. Yes, of course. Every jot, every scribble, every tavern sign. Yes, Scully, every tavern sign. Every... Scully! Look there! Curly Fs! <sighs> Chance favors the prepared mind. Oh. Lord Rogers questions the tavern owner, who is unhelpful, but eventually admits that he himself made the sign to his tavern. Speed and Puffin manage to infiltrate King Edgar's home, 
where he spies King Edgar writing a suspicious letter. Be ready, my friend. A merchant ship, heavy with riches, will pass in two days. Huh? Venice, come get your turtle dog! After Edgar falls asleep, the duo manage to steal the letter. While all that is going on, Derek and Odette are threatened by a mysterious figure telling them to go home, having seemingly seen through their disguise. As they find out, their innkeeper has not only found out their true identities, but has blabbed about it to the entire town in her gossip magazine. This means that before they can continue their investigation, Derek and Odette have to try and prove their identities as the Barrymores to the council. Thankfully, Rogers has a plan. The next day, the kings and queens are discussing expelling Derek and Odette from the council. At that moment, Derek and Odette arrive in their Barrymore disguises, where they put on a literal song and dance showing off their magic prowess. Initially, it doesn't seem like the council is convinced. <laughs> it's a fucking wonderful scene. <laughs> they, they literally fucking fly. I don't oh, know how that's God. supposed to be magic. It's, it's oh God. Sorry, uh, sorry. Keep going. No, no, this movie's bullshit. It's okay. <laughs> oh uh, shit. Initially, it doesn't okay. seem like the council is convinced until Derek himself actually Lord Rogers in disguise, shows up alongside the Barrymores. With their names cleared, Derek and Odette continue their investigation. As the Barrymores, they go to the tavern owner, claiming to need a forged letter from a king. As a way to check his credentials, the tavern owner admits to doing a previous royal forgery, though he refuses to provide details other than it was a king who commissioned it. That knowledge, plus the note from King Edgar, makes King Edgar the prime suspect. A merchant ship heavy with riches will pass in two days. He's working with pirates. Yes, exactly what he accused my father of. Take the treasure, but take no prisoners? Oh, the man's a traitor. And remember your promise. Half the treasure is mine. Well, Tiff said he was paid by a king to forge your father's diary. I think now we know which one it was. It's all coming together. Oh, Clem said on the night your father sailed out, a mysterious fire was set to draw him away from the dock. So maybe Edgar's pirate friends stole Max's ship to make it look like Max had sailed out on his own. And the pirates probably all had eye patches. I just wanted to add something. I think we know who did it. Now, we just need to prove it. Or get him to confess? Or get someone to do his confessing for him. Lord Rogers thinks he knows of someone who may have more information on Edgar and the pirates. A former student of his, turned pirate, turned accountant, who now works in town. <sighs> Rogers, Derek, and Odette go to interrogate the student, a man named Crispin, who, after some prodding, shamefully admits that he did indeed have a role in Max's disappearance. The pirates were under orders to take King Max and his ship out to sea, where they put Max in a boat and let the current take him to the unscapable island, an island under an ancient spell where no inhabitant that sets foot on the island can escape. <laughs> they then blew up Max's boat, leaving the forged journal behind on the wreckage. 
Crispin doesn't know who hired the pirates, though he believes that Captain Firebeard knows who did. Thinking Edgar might have some clue to Firebeard's whereabouts, Derek and Odette stop by King Edgar's house, where they find out that Edgar is actually a writer, and the page that they found was an excerpt from one of his novels. There they are, all thirteen. I was a pirate bride by Edgar Rex? Mm-hmm. My pen name. Here's my next one. The Pirate Magician, I'll call it. Almost done. Although, last night, somehow, I lost a page I was working on. You didn't make it disappear, did you? <laughs> <laughs> make it disappear. Thankfully for Derek and Odette, Crispin has managed to get in contact with Captain Firebeard. Derek and Odette don pirate disguises and set off with Crispin, claiming to be potential recruits. Firebeard makes Derek and Odette do a few trials, including Derek showing off his bow skills. Impressed by the results, Firebeard welcomes them aboard, and the group sit down to chat. Firebeard tells them that a certain rival of King Max's hired him to frame Max. You see, me job was to make it look like good old King Max was caught in a deal with us scurvy pirates. So we kidnapped him. Had to whip up a little diversion to get him out to sea. But get him out to sea, we did. Tell my family I love them. We dropped old Max into a little dinghy. Gave him a wee shove and let the current take him straight to Unscapable Island. <laughs> Pity. He seemed like a good bloke to me. After ruining Max, the pirates made a show of attacking the harbor, where their partner, King Ivan, made sure that none of the cannon fire hit their ship. I fucking knew it! Uh. <laughs> Steady, big nose. Or should I say, King Derek? The name's Big Nose! <laughs> You draw back your arrows with the royal grip. And let's just say, I know too well the look of a man who's come to avenge his father's death. And that makes you Queen Odette. And you, a traitor. A fight ensues, and Crispin stays behind to fight off the pirates, giving Derek and Odette time to escape. Derek and Odette make a beeline for King Ivan's room, where they don the shittiest fucking ghost disguises that I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> God! Wearing a literal oh, paper God. mask of his dead father's face, Derek implores God. Ivan to tell the truth. Ivan admits that he kidnapped and marooned Max because he wanted to be named head of the Council of Kings instead of Max. All of this is broadcast with a secret microphone to the rest of the council, who promptly arrest King Ivan and the tavern owner. The story doesn't end there, though, as Derek has decided to set sail for Inscapable Island. This is despite the fact that the island is cursed and that no one has ever returned from it. Derek arrives at the island, and the curse immediately pulls him in. A storm throws Derek against the rocky shore, and it looks like Derek is going to drown until he's pulled from the sea by none other than King Max. Derek? I knew you'd come. How could I not? I love you, Dad. Then, for some reason, 
Derek and Max reuniting breaks the curse on the island. Max is brought back to shore, where he is reunited with Uberta. Max is warmly welcomed back by Odette, Rogers, and the Council, and he's also welcomed back by Crispin, who survived the encounter with the pirates, and begs Max for forgiveness, which Max, of course, gives. At the regrets of the rest of the Council, Max reclaims his spot as their chairman. And with that, Swan Princess 12 and the Swan Princess series as a whole draws to a close, with Max asking Odette to regale him the story of how she became the Swan Princess. So there you were, a swan, and a prisoner. And everyone believed I was gone, except your son, of course. Good thing he inherited his mother's determination. And your courage, father. May I call you father? Yes, of course. All the day long. I love these people. They're brave. They're funny. They make you proud to be royalty, you know? Never mind. You don't know. about these movies yeah because it always feels like the writers had an idea for something that they thought would work and it would be funny or it would be interesting or they they just had an idea or a whim for some part of the film and no one was there to say no so just the fucking wildest nonsense that these people could come up with yeah. is just what makes it into the, these movies. Because it's fuck it. Why yeah. not? No one's there to say that's probably not the best choice to make a coherent film. Or we don't need this <laughs> this weird gag. No. Yeah. It's just everything they think of makes it in. And that's... That's just something fucking special. Yeah. It's it's almost like at the Swan Princess movie headquarters, they have a suggestion box. And anything that gets yeah. in the suggestion box goes into the movie. And and what I what I always love about the Swan Princess movies is that there's always like a good movie hidden within the weird <laughs> the the weird coal that is each of these sequel movies. And and yeah. we'll get into, I have a whole fucking rewrite for this movie that I'm sure we'll get into oh later. Oh my god, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's so fascinating. And I think that's what, at least for me, it makes these movies so interesting to watch because they spar- they've always sparked my imagination as, as the, you know, like, how would I do this differently? How would I make this, like, what feels like a first pass how would I refine this and make this into a movie that at least I would enjoy a lot? 
It's oh, just man. the magic of these movies. And I'm so sad that we're losing this. I know. God. Like they are just they are just something so special and so yeah. uniquely them. It's like, man. <sighs> Should I need to pour one out? Oh. <laughs> I can I ask because we this is only we talked about ages ago is that we were uh-huh, going to try uh-huh. and make some predictions on what we thought was going to happen in this movie. Oh Christ, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, okay. I don't think I ever actually wrote those down. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Can... Maybe as as we're going through the discussion, then I'll probably chime in from time to time with something that I predicted or something that went completely against my prediction. Because okay. I, I did yeah. make a few notes on what I thought, surely, as the last film of the fucking movie, where there's some things that we're going to see. So, well, yeah. <laughs> but let's, oh, where, where do we want to begin with the discussion? Because there's so where fucking we... much. Where do we... Let's start towards the beginning. Yeah, and, let's begin and near the beginning. Begin near the beginning. So this movie seemingly kind of retcons some stuff around Max and the pirates. Just in that, or maybe in retcons not the right word. I just find it incredibly confusing that in the last film, what we're portrayed, Max is shown to be going to meet with the pirates. And... The whole thing with the pirates is that they kept attacking uh, the cities or the villages around the shores. And, right. And there had been attempts to make peace with the pirates in the past and sign treaties, and the pirates always broke the treaties. And so the f- there was friction between Max and the rest of the council because... Max wanted to keep trying, and the rest of the council was like, no, this is pointless. And so when Max met with the pirates, it was to try and, like, convince them to stop being jerks. And yet, at the beginning of this film, the conversation with Uberta and Rogers, they act like Max was in league with the pirates and, like, was doing nefarious shit with them. Dadder. Your father was accused of trying to make a deal with pirates against the will of the Council of Crowds. Many believed it nearly destroyed the Council. I'm sorry I never told you, Derek. I thought Max deserved to be remembered as the great father and king he was. And I don't understand why they felt the need to like the whole thing with preserving max's reputation in the previous movie it felt like it was framed as max unintentionally walked himself to his own doom because he you know he was this great king who was always trying to be the peacemaker and 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 put himself you know we saw like he would put himself into danger to try and and act as like just like the go-between between two angry opposing sides yeah and yeah. so him meeting with the pirates it felt like you know this man made a bad judgment call and that's what they didn't want to stain his reputation that his 
kindness was taken advantage of and led to his death. And in this film, yeah. again, it's that they act like he was, oh, he was going to work out a deal with the pirates behind the, the fucking council's back. What? Why did this, where did this come up? Why did you do this? We didn't need this. I don't know. I, like, maybe they meant it in the, in the way that it's like, like he was going to negotiate with them and the council didn't like we don't negotiate with pirates yeah i i don't know it just seems like like, it's so yeah there it's it's mostly because when they when they there's that fake letter or like not the fake letter it's the part of edgar's novel that he's writing that it's like it's the scene that he's writing about is somebody going to like nefariously um work with pirates to like steal gold or something i forget and so they talk about oh he's doing what he accused my dad of doing so that that like that's the film is trying to make trying to make you think that yeah they at least the council believes that that Max Anyone even talking to pi- pirates and making any kind of deal with a pirate is, like, incredibly bad. Which is, you know... <laughs> it's like, it's really, it's a fucking minor gripe in the grand scheme of the fucking... <laughs> of all of the nonsense in this film. <laughs> yeah, but it was one that, like, as I'm, you know, because, like, the last movie only came out, like, you know, earlier this year. So it's still pretty fresh in my memory. And it just felt so bizarre to me that they... <laughs> I, I think maybe because this movie and the last are coming out within the same year, I kind of thought that they would be like, could be treated as one cohesive long movie. You'd think so, but the the incorrect. It it really makes me question how much they had planned from the start. Be- like, was this? Did they go into movie eleven knowing that King Ivan? was the big bad and that all the stuff with the pirates is was this all planned out or did they have to kind of try and work some of the plot like retroactively okay this is what we said happened in the 11th movie so we got to try and figure out how to make this work for the 12th maybe i the 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 way these are written is such a such an enigma it's such an un, <laughs> unknowable thing that i i can't even begin to guess how they how they approach these things Uh, again it's just some special it's a kind of magic swan princess series it really is speaking of magic oh my (laughs) fucking god christy (laughs) yeah christy yeah so we all know my memory's not the greatest (laughs) I, I don't remember things super well uh, in movies that, that I've, we've watched yes. years ago. Um, has it ever been mentioned <laughs> or established or, or anything at any point that Derek and Odette can <laughs> A, use magic at all, like actual magic, or are interested in stage magic? Or know anything about performing <laughs> magic ever at all whatsoever? Has it ever been mentioned before? <laughs> to the best of my recollection, they pulled that straight out of their fucking asses. <laughs> and 
and we've I we've knew it. <laughs> we've talked about this too that this series refuses to let good guys use actual magic so the yeah we have to yeah. assume that Derek and Odette are using sleight of hand the entire time but like the type of shit that they're doing they can't yeah, they're just... not it's not yeah. that's not possible they are literally flying around the room <laughs> they are floating through the air they are <laughs> making like projections of Derek and Odette on like while yeah fucking... yeah 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 like how does that work well, I mean, I think the the tenth movie did establish that holograms exist. Yeah, so maybe fucking I, maybe well, they're <laughs> maybe they're fucking holograms. Oh, God, it's just like why did they do this? Why did they fucking I, do this? I don't know. It's so it it's such a like someone said. <laughs> you know what'd be fun? Yeah, and no one said no, and then that became the plot because yeah. like. It, I just, well, well huh? and, and this makes no sense to me, because not even they're close. No, because their goal is to spy on the council. You need to be fucking covert and not ta- draw attention to yourself. Because what are you gonna do? You're trying to spy on people, and and you've got like people like even if even if the ta- the the innkeeper had never started like telling everybody oh there are these world famous magicians in my inn they're walking around this town with top hats and and and, and suits and and, and, and wearing the... domino masks all the time yeah you don't think that would draw attention and maybe have people like you know you know like oh what are those what the what the hell are those people what doing the hell over are there those people doing yeah but yeah, if, yeah, yeah. but if, of course, they couldn't just do a spy movie because they did a spy movie before oh, with the kids. God. So their solution was fucking magicians. And it's just... Oh my god. It's what so bullshit. It's so... It's so... <laughs> inscrutable. Yeah. The, the, the choices made are so... Utterly bamboozling. It's it's just, uh, it's like you said. It's like they just decided. You know, it'd be fun if Derek and Odette did like magic tricks, and we could all like. It's I bet they came up with that song where they're singing to the council about like you know they're they're world famous magicians. That was probably like something they figured out at the start because oh, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like. The big showstopping number. That's why you have them as magicians. Because, oh, wouldn't it be fun if they flew around the room or they made these, like, you know, fireballs come out of their fingers and then they blew smoke. And, oh, that's so fun, isn't it? But why doesn't it make sense for the story, Richard Rich? It makes no sense at all, Richard. (laughs) Richard! Richard Rich! I hate the little domino mask, too. Because you're you're fucking (laughs) telling me... That like they, you know, and this is this is like you always get this in superhero movies. But yeah, they're yeah, literally yeah, the little domino mask being absolutely yeah. impenetrable for yeah. knowing someone's identity. I love because there's a part where oh. yeah, like the the innkeeper, she has her little gossip mag, and she the 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 newsletter she puts out about Derek and Odette and the Barrymores being the same. She has little pictures to illustrate it, and it is really fucking hilarious because you get to see it's just literally like Derek and Odette just put on a fucking mask. 
And it's just so, yeah. it's like the yeah. same drawing for both. It's the it's same like... drawing. There is no difference. And, and it is long, long established in the Swan <laughs> Princess universe. There yeah. are masks that are just faces. Yeah. They are just, they are 100% perfect replicas of other yeah. people's faces. They could be disguised as anything. They do well, disguise themselves utterly yeah. later in the film. But no, yeah. their main yeah. disguise is just them in a domino mask and yeah. top hats. <laughs> yeah, it. it's like it's like, and, and we even see we even see Rogers is like super duper because like when they're disguised as the pirates, they're Odette especially. Odette was like, I'm, I'll dye my hair, but that's it. I'm not putting on prosthetics, um, which like fair. Um, those take a long ass time, Odette. <laughs> so I get it. Um, <laughs> But, like, Rogers wears, like, the lifelike mask of Derek's face. So they show within this fucking movie that if they truly wanted to disguise themselves, they could have. Yeah, they could have looked like any, like anything. Yeah. But no. You know what I thought about, too, is, and and again, this, like, so... Lucas and Elise are nowhere to be found. Oh, they're gone. They're... They've, they're fucking not present at all. <laughs> it's the last movie in the series, and the characters that showed up in, like, half of the movies are just <laughs> not fucking there. Not even no. at the end, where Derek's no. dad comes back, and you'd think he would want to meet his fucking granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, meet the granddaughter. No, don't. Yeah. She's not there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, it is horseshit. But, like, they could <sighs> have, they could have, like... You know, and, and this is one of, one of my predictions. I like I, to share one of those. I thought, okay, okay as okay. the last movie, there everybody, all of the main characters are gonna get their little moment in the sun. So you know, we're gonna see uh-huh. like di- like everyone has a role at like somewhere in the movie, and so uh-huh. in my head, I was you know like like. I, I was expecting, I was at least expecting Lucas and at least to fucking show up. <laughs> to you know? appear on screen yeah. at least once. Yeah, I thought we would see Bridget. I thought we would see the Chamberlain. I, I you know. Yeah, they're I, not there either. No, they're, they're like, the, the innkeeper, I'm pretty sure, I forgot to check the credits, but, like, I'm pretty sure she's voiced by whoever voices Bridget because it's, like, the same. Oh, that makes sense. The same voice, she just doesn't use yeah. Bridget's, like, way of phrasing sentences. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so they're, they're nowhere to be fucking seen. It's just the Derek and Odette show for this movie. <laughs> um, but you could have had it so that Derek and Odette were investigating the council, and then you get Lucas and Elise to investigate the town. And, like, you know, like maybe they're the ones who, like, they decide to do the fucking magician bullshit. I don't know, but, like... Yeah, because then at least... Like they're at least not the, the the recognizable king and queen that have just joined the counts. Oh. Yeah, and then I don't know why, but it just seems more fitting for Lucas and Elise because they did the weird spy bullshit before. Yeah, and it just, just seems would have more tied up in their really alley. nicely. And who knows? Maybe because there was a bit of a time skip between when they were kids and and they became teens. Maybe all that time off screen they spent learning magic. Yeah, <laughs> you know they've just. Or, or that's all like, if they wanted Lord Rogers, you know, involved, he could be giving, he could give them a bunch of like spy stuff that, that essentially works like 
works like magic. Like yeah, they could that they could use for their their magic tricks as a cover. Yeah, but, yeah. But no. But no, no. <laughs> or like you know what? Just this thought just fucking occurred to me too. Is that uh-huh. we've established that Scully can like turn himself invisible and shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, have like, him help with the magic shit. Make him yeah magicy things. Yeah, like that would be that would work so well. Like Scully is just like you know in invisible and he does he moves shit around. He's a fucking ghost. Like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like why do they do, why do they do this? Why do they, oh man, god. I don't know. Oh my god, they're so. This just there's these these choices they make that are that are fairly nonsense and there's like really it they feel really obvious yeah. solutions to make them less nonsensical yeah but no it is it's it's just it's just incredible it's just incredible and and I don't know like I sometimes I feel like an asshole because I'm like here's how you should have done the movie but sometimes it really just does feel like why didn't you do the <laughs> fucking movie this way like like here's a really obvious answer to yeah. make this better why didn't yeah. you yeah why like and like on the magician thing and on that note of why didn't you do this I so two points number 1 and this was another one of my predictions, is Odette surely will be turned into a swan at, you know, at some point, just oh, for fun. yeah? Yeah? So, like, in that whole fucking song and dance, where they're, they're doing magic and shit, it would have- Oh, yeah, oh, they, just, it could have been just, really cool to turn her into a swan. Turn it it would have been the perfect for a little spot. while. The perfect little, spot little just little to- nod to the, you know, the yeah. swan part of the swan princess. It would no. have been so easy to fit it in because it doesn't even have to be in, like explained in the plot. It's just the Barrymores are doing a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to to Odette getting turned into a swan. That's yeah. all with their holograms of <laughs> anything, anything, I, anything. I was so fucking mad. I like really. How dare you? And the the oh other one that I was so annoyed at is uh-huh. is at the end. Where they're they're fucking coercing uh, uh, King Ivan with the fake masks, the literal God. like paper masks of you, of oh. Derek's dad's face, King Max's face. I I w- I was ready to flip my shit because have you ever heard of the Pepper's Ghost Illusion? No. Okay, it's this is like a famous magician's trick that. They use this. They use this to, like a lot at like Disneyland to. It's, oh, it's, like, like the haunted mansion mirrors thing. Yeah, the mirrors. There's like okay, I forget, okay. I forget the exact setup, but it's like mirrors and light, and it's basically you bouncing the reflection and the light in a way that it almost it, like it looks like a hologram. It looks like a yeah, ghostly figure yeah, yeah. because you could kind of see through it because of the mirrors and the light and yada yada. It's like it's. Like that's right there. You've made Derek and Odette magicians, and you're you're doing a thing where the ghost of Max is going to appear to King Ivan, and you don't do the Pepper's Ghost Illusion. Why did you make <laughs> them magicians? This is bullshit. You're giving so... them too much credit, Christy. 
But it's like, that's think... like the number one thing. You it's not die. like they actually thought up. It's not like it's they like... actually thought up like actual magician tricks. No. But it just would have been used it as dressing. Yeah, but it's just like, oh my god, like it's so baffling to me. Like it's like I don't know, like it almost felt like, like they were just running out of time and budget. So it's like, ah, how do we get King Ivan to confess? Uh, uh, Derek just wears a mask. Um, okay, not one of the good masks. Not one of the good Swan Princess universe. Uh, completely change your facial structure masks. Yeah. So, like, maybe in, like, in-universe, like, they were running out of time and money. Rogers didn't have enough time to make a perfectly oh lifelike version of, of King Max's face. <sighs> so, the, it's just, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. I was, like, it just felt so fucking obvious. Why didn't you fucking it, do this? It was so... It... Ugh. <laughs> so many choices. None of them... N- none of them understandable no. no oh my god oh god why <laughs> why <sighs> oh i have in contrast to some movies where i get maybe a, a couple of pages of notes this one wound up with a good four yeah i yeah, yeah. i have a good i have a good few too and i'm like trying to figure out what ones are worth saying at what yeah. ones Oh, like, I, I can't. This one's worth saying for sure because I felt like this is a joke that it was almost written in specifically for me. Um, <laughs> but the bit where Rogers, when Scully goes to get Rogers to help Derek and Odette, um, Rogers oh is painting God. a self portrait of himself, but he's making himself look studly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like got a beefcake body. And it's oh so fucking God. funny. I laugh so fucking that's much. A, that is a good little gag. It's another thing where it's like, why is this here? Don't <laughs> fucking worry about it. Don't he's, worry he's about it. He's having a good time. He's painting himself. Yeah. <laughs> it just. Oh god, I'm, that that might end up being the um the the image photo preview of this episode. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Studley drawing. Rogers. Yeah, just just this is great. It's just beautiful. I loved it. Um. Oh, very good. <laughs> uh, so their defense for "We Aren't Derek and Odette" is just a song saying "We Aren't Derek and Odette." <laughs> yeah. Well, again, this you know what? Here's like another thing they could have fucking done is and uh-huh. and again to incorporate uh, Elise and, and Lucas. Have Elise and Lucas walk in wearing Derek and Odette disguises. Yeah. Because they only have, like, Derek walk in, and I don't... And here's the thing. I'm assuming that they didn't want Elise and Lucas in this movie because they didn't want to have to pay their voice actors. I just... I can't see it being any other reason. Because why wouldn't you have, like, them, like, in there somewhere, even in the background? But like it just inst- I don't know. I don't know. It's just baffling. But they could have they could have had Lucas and Elise show up and oh oh by we're sorry we accused you, Derek and Odette. Oh you, you know, you're very clearly there's no way, you know obviously none of us know about like Lord Rogers' weird super highly realistic face masks so this fools us completely 
Yeah. No, their whole their whole <laughs> thing. Because like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. To take it from the beginning of the whole situation, Derek shows up at the council because now he's part of the council. Yeah. Cool. Um, and he goes in and he's like, hey, my dad, though. And they're like, mm, don't like that you're talking about this. <laughs> so they they take that as an absolute complete refusal. Like, do not talk about this at all ever again. So then they immediately hop to we're going to disguise ourselves as magicians so we can investigate more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why is that for the leap to that is very strange yeah because why would that make it any easier to investigate yeah why just why uh and then when the council I guess, air quotes, finds out that Derek and Odette are doing this. Why? Like, they don't know that they're doing this in order to dig up dirt on what happened to Derek's dad. (laughs) They just learned that Derek and Odette are walking around playing at being magicians. And they're like, we need to get them out of the council. They can't be like, they're they're bad and we need to kick them out. We need to get them out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Just look, yeah. Why That's a good is point. The, why is their hobby a problem? <laughs> yeah. Why well, is fucking... why is doing silly little magic tricks uh worthy of being banished from the council? I wonder if like there's some weirdness about like cuz King Edgar, I should mention, he has his little novel writing, but he mentions that he uses a pen name. So is it this is is this like some weird kind of thing where I don't know the kings and queens aren't allowed to have side gigs if they're on the council? Maybe, but then like clearly they have a pen name. They're the Barrymores. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why Edgar was like so cuz he was like super gung-ho about keeping oh. Derek on the dead. So maybe he was like projecting a little bit. He's like, "Oh shit, oh shit. I can't I gotta be, you know, they got—they're gonna come after me, me next. I gotta, I gotta like I mean, deflect. If if he's deflecting and being so secretive about it, he does a really bad job when he straight up tells the air quotes Barrymores about the fact that he writes under a pen name. <laughs> yeah, that like he's not like he's keeping that a big secret from people. He's got a yeah. room in his place full of like <laughs> framed images of his book covers. Like, yeah. It is- <laughs> So it's clearly not like a, like a, it's like a, the worst a kept deeply, secret. deeply kept secret. Why are they so mad that Derek and Odette might, Odette might be going around doing like funny magic tricks? Yeah. I, why, I don't know. Why is that a problem? And then like, as soon as their identities are kind of uncovered, someone throws a dagger with the note, go home on it at them. In the mm-hmm. streets. Why is... Huh? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Maybe... You know what? Because obviously so the confused. film... The film wants you to, to assume in hindsight that it was King Ivan throwing daggers. But what if, like, somebody just really fucking hates magicians? 
<laughs> you know, like it was completely it's just some random. That's like, fuck magicians. Yeah. Oh, the oh the whole God. thing with the dagger too. Cause I got to We got to get into this because I I honestly thought this was kind of it was stupid as hell, but it was funny as hell. Uh huh. Uh huh. The whole thing with King King Edgar and like his like shadiness oh around town. So like at one point you see him go. So like Crispin has like a side gig as like I I forget like like but he just has a bunch of weapons and so King Edgar oh, goes to yeah, him. Yeah, he's like he's an accountant <laughs> who was. A pirate mm-hmm. who now also collects w- weapons. Yeah. And and so... <laughs> oh, right, because so- that would have been where Ivan got the dagger. I forgot about that. I completely mm-hmm. just... Because it was such a bizarre little sequence that I was too yeah. wrapped up in. Why is this king going to this random accountant... Yeah for his weapons <laughs> well that's what i that's what i love because yeah you see you see king edgar go and he gets a dagger and then you see Derek and odette threatened with a dagger i was i i was so wrapped up in the why <laughs> that i forgot <laughs> that about the even... dagger i forgot oh. that that was his dagger okay well that makes sense then but also what Anyway, yeah, I don't. Sorry, I'll have to. No, all good. I'll have to like rewind because it's like I don't know if it's. Supposed oh no, to, if you're it's, like, you're almost certainly right. <laughs> it's well, it's more like I'm curious if like the dagger design is different because King Ivan shouldn't have the same dagger that King Edgar has because they like they should have like they should be different because King Edgar bought his and then King Ivan suppose presumably is the one that threatened Derek and anyways. That's all besides well, the point. Because Edgar also hates Derek and Odette for looking into this. But, but like he, But he doesn't hate the Barrymores, though. But if he thinks he thinks that Derek and Odette are the Barrymores at that point. I don't think he I don't think I don't think King Edgar no, it's, Yeah, he does. Because no. King Edgar is the one at the council the next time being like, we need to get them the fuck out of here because they're they're doing yeah magic tricks well yeah that that part yeah but i don't think king edgar was like the one who threatened Derek and odette with the dagger are you sure i think it might have been i i it has no it can't be because king edgar you're supposed to get the reveal later because and this is what wait i'm confused is king edgar the one that is the the surprise King, king or is edgar... king ivan ivan is the one that you think yeah. is the good guy but like yes air exactly okay so edgar yeah. is just edgar's just an asshole who hates yeah. Derek and odette yeah but he but he is also a novelist and and this is what i love is that he basically he's our our greatest fear anybody who does any kind of creative endeavor the weird shit we have to google sometimes <laughs> that is king uh-huh. edgar like him oh, like no. oh like yeah i'm super into this dagger yeah this is pretty this is a sweet dagger to threaten people with um, oh no or like him like yeah him like writing his little, little pirate novel about being a bad guy and like threatening people and like he uh-huh. asks he asks the barrymores at one point on like the best way to make someone disappear and it's like oh so that's why i so love- you think everything is a red herring I think I think so. I think it's all yeah, it's yeah, all one hundred percent a red. Yeah, herring. it's all red herrings. Yeah, because yeah, they 
of course, this is a Swan Princess movie, and this is my I I had King Ivan pegged from the last movie. <laughs> this is this is another yeah? one of my predictions is that I was like uh-huh. I know that fu- or uh, King King Ivan King Ivan yeah, yeah. I had I had him pegged because he was so nice in the last movie, uh-huh. and then you had the there's I forget what the other king's name the short guy who's married to Wixom. Um, I uh, the other I king. Don't, I don't remember other, his name at all either. Him, him, and Edgar. They were like kind of like the dickish, the dickish guys. Even to like Max and Uberta, they were like you know yeah. the suspicious ones. So by yeah, laws yeah. of the Swan Princess movies, I knew that that meant okay. Those the dickheads are probably not gonna have anything to do with it. But yeah. this nice guy, <laughs> this nice guy over here, yeah, he's probably he's probably the bad guy. Don't know how yet. He's but almost I'm sure it's, certainly the bad guy. Almost certainly the fucking bad guy. Um, yeah, so I was, I, I definitely, I spent this whole movie just, like, waiting for the twist with King Edgar. Because they were just, they were trying to make you believe so much that it was him. That it was just obviously not going to be him. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just, it was way too obvious. Yeah, yeah. For the swan princess. I, w- I will say, though, when it came for, like, the confirmation that Ivan was the bad guy, I was a little annoyed because there really wasn't a whole lot in the movie to connect the dots for the viewer. Oh, um, God, no. And I think that, that if you are plotting a mystery to your movie, I think it's very unfair to hold your your card so close to your chest and not let your viewer follow along. Um, Because... In principle and in any other movie, I would would (laughs) say you're right. Yeah. But this is a film where things happen and people do things <laughs> at the whim of an author who yeah. is never told no. There is a Mr. and Mrs. Smith gag halfway yeah. through this film for no reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's that <laughs> things just happen and like yeah. the the whims of the writers are completely beyond reason. <laughs> So, like, in any other film, I 100% agree with you. There should have been any kind of thing to, like, leave breadcrumbs or, like, you look back on a mystery and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, of course. Yeah. I <laughs> this, this, this movie pulled so much out of its own ass that I'm I like, know. yeah, it's fine. It's it fine. It does. It does make it, it does for sure make for a funnier viewing experience when they just, yeah, it's completely put out their ass. But if you, if you wanted to make a competent fucking movie, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I think it, I think it annoyed me because I, as you know, I am a Sherlock Holmes fan. Oh, and the yeah. Sher- the Sherlock Holmes, the short stories are, I, like, I really adore them because how they are plotted out often you don't understand what how sherlock is coming to his conclusions but you can see along the way evidence that he looks at that you know okay that means something to sherlock but i don't know what mm-hmm. the fuck it is yeah, um, yeah yeah there's like the the infa- there's there's an infamous quote from the sherlock holmes series 
uh, Watson to Sherlock. Is there any point to which you wish you would draw my attention? And Sherlock says, to the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. The dog did nothing in the nighttime. That was the curious incident. So like right there, you have things that happen. Maybe the viewer doesn't understand, but the viewer still understands that that's a clue or like, and that this movie needed shit like that because the closest they get in within this movie is just that very beginning. The briefest fucking mention is made that uh, King Ivan's mother was the previous council head, yeah. which, which that's that ends up being his whole motivation. It turns out he was jealous that Max became the council head, the council chair, and he didn't. And that's his whole fucking reason for kidnapping and effectively murdering a man who thought they were friends. I was supposed to be the next head of the council. Then here you come with your sickening acts of mercy and compassion. Sebastian was a fool to choose you. You stole my glory. It was the perfect plan. I'm glad I did it. <laughs> no one has ever figured it out. So out with you. Out, ghost. You have no power here. And yeah. that's that's kind of like a big, like, in any other movie, you should probably, like, I don't know, make that a bit easier to follow. And I, I actually, I like... I, I went back to the previous film because I was curious at the moment where Max is named, voted as the council head. How does how does Ivan react? And uh-huh. so Sebastian, King Sebastian, who is also not in this movie, <laughs> don't no. don't know what happened to him. Don't. He's old. He couldn't he... make it back to it to the. <laughs> thing he's he's yeah. enjoying his fucking retirement he is Probably. hanging out with little elise and lucas maybe it's like coastal fucking city having a nice time maybe they still they never came back from that tulip festival <laughs> <laughs> but so king sebastian nominates um king max to become chair and uh-huh king ivan's first reaction is just to say like a quiet like what and so it's not like it's not like an any it's not anything suspicious because the rest of the council members are also confused because Max has only been a part of the council for a very short time and they mentioned that. And yeah. And so it goes by very quickly and then King Sebastian asks for someone to second his nomination and immediately both um Odette's dad and King Ivan stand up. Like there's no hesitation. So they, like, it just doesn't make sense to me in hindsight. Like, you could have, if you wanted to set this up, you didn't have to have King Ivan stand up and and yeah. second the nomination. You could have had him, like, sitting in his chair and maybe he, like, looks confused. But, like, eventually, like, he gets, like, you know, maybe he he claps for Max or he he goes with it. But like he's 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 on board, but he's not like he's not jump chomping at the bit to be on board. Yeah, because then you could then you could extrapolate that oh like obviously you know there's something going on like the the wheels are turning in his head like he's hiding his true feelings because you really don't fucking get that from him like immediately. Oh God no! You know it just it's it's just again it's bullshit. It's like you can't have a mystery and then hide the clues for the majority of the goddamn film 
Like, the only reason why Derek on Odette could suspect King Ivan is that the fucking pirate told him King Ivan did it. Oh, okay, shit. We, we did it. We solved the mystery. We solved the mystery Mis- by having mystery someone... fucking solved, I guess. <laughs> someone told us how it ends. Okay, thank you. Thank you, King Firebeard. You could have really fucked us over if you didn't say it was King Ivan. They would have just have gone home. Give us the fucking answer. Yeah. Man. Oh, God. Oh, I, by the way, I fucking knew that the cannons had something to do with the pirates. I knew that was set oh, up. Oh yeah, we you talked knew it about was set up. <laughs> we talked about that in the last movie because we were all, <laughs> we were both very confused because they would show just like scene after scene and and we had no idea what was supposed to be relevant and what was just like flavor. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. there's a scene of Max like complimenting King Ivan on his cannons and they talk about how how they're the best cannons in the world basically. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then. When the pirates appear to storm the docks, the cannons chase them away, but the cannons never connect with the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's supposed to- Yeah, I remember that bit, too, where it was just like, (laughs) boy, good cannons. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, is this- am I supposed to take note of this? Why are we we talking about these cannons? This movie's moving so fucking fast. Why are we spending time (laughs) on these cannons? And I guess that was that was their attempt, maybe, to try and set, do a bit of setup. But then it's yeah, also yeah, like, yeah. You, I, like, you really didn't need it. Maybe they just couldn't fucking aim. Like, cannons, cannons can only go so far, you know? Cannons, notoriously uh, perfect aim. Yeah, you know, you're, you're hucking a fucking bowling ball through the air with explosions, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're super good at aiming and oh, going man you know uh, yeah 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 uh, horseshit <laughs> this whole movie there's so much oh god this this oh. was i watched this on streaming first back when it first released because i yeah. I, I couldn't i couldn't contain myself um and it was it was a wild experience to watch it streaming because normally my DVD player shows the time elapsed. So if I know the runtime of a film, I know how far I am along, how much I should expect it to, you know, be until it ends. But because I streamed it, I didn't know when the fuck it was going to end. And this was one of those movies where there's there's so much that happens, but unlike the previous film, the pace it's actually like it's okay paced, so it doesn't feel like you're at breakneck speed. Instead, it makes the movie feel like it literally goes on for forever because so much happens that I'm just like, what, like, what day is it? When did I start watching this (laughs) movie? When am I? What happened? (laughs) Like, do do any of my family know that I'm still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Man. God. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, I like you know you know what mm-hmm. character that I like that I I I uh <laughs> I liked uh, Crispin. Yeah, good old Crispin. He's he's just he's just a guy. Yeah, just um, a, I don't just know, a, <laughs> dude. He's just a dude. 
And he's just like a nice man who yeah. who did something bad and he's like, I will I will uh, atone for what I've done. I was yeah. like, okay. But like, it like he's a like he plays such a pivotal role in this movie for someone who is brand new to the series in the yeah. last film. Cause like he's not he's not even in the setup in the first in the eleventh film. He's just he's brought up in this film. Mm-hmm. He plays a huge role in getting like getting them to Firebeard and getting like and saving them when yeah. uh, when Firebeard attack reveals that he's, you know, behind the whole thing and attacks Derek and Odette and he stays behind to save them. Mm-hmm. And then when Max gets back, Crispin gets his own song. Yeah. He sings a song. Like he gets his own He he gets his own little musical moment. number. Yeah, and he yet... gets a, his own moment and yet <laughs> And yet Lucas and Elise, who the fuck knows They're... where they are? They're not even there. But no. he gets his own whole song. It's so yeah. it's so strange. And and you know what? You talked in, in the last movie, because there were the, the, the tattoo guys. You could have easily uh-huh. just made it so that one of the tattoo guys was like the guy that they had to go to, who Yeah uh, you know, yeah, who was the contact with the pirates. And who was like, the, and, and who was also like the former student of Rogers, and that's how they knew him. Sure. And then you could have like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have felt like we're introducing the new guy only for like the movie to end, uh, like thirty minutes later. Yeah. It's it's <sighs> funny with Crispin because yeah, like his his whole thing in the story, he did this horrible thing years ago, and he's lived with the guilt ever since then, and now he finally has a chance to try and atone for it. Like that's like it's so interesting, and of course. In you know this is a Swan Princess movie. So they got to do it fucking weird. They they have <laughs> they have this whole interrogation scene where they're trying to get Crispin to spill the beans and and oh yeah that, that's the Mister and Mrs Smith thing that yeah. happens. But like but like spelt with a Y because it's funny. Yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's but, the joke. But so they do this whole thing where Crispin is denying it, but. He has tattoos that are like that that like anytime yeah, I was they gonna ask him. say, Oh my god. Like they have <laughs> they have the as speaking of tattoos, the mm-hmm. whole gag where it's like, I'm not a pirate, and then he's they like roll up one of his sleeves and it says, I'm a pirate and proud. And then mm-hmm. they're like he's like, I didn't work for Firebeard, and then they roll up his other sleeve and it says, I'm a Firebeard fellow. Yeah. And then and, and- <laughs> Oh, I fucking hate this last one too, because it's he, he's like denying that he did. He's denying that he did um, anything to to hurt King Max, and yeah, he, it like he like bends over and somehow it like shreds his shirt so that on his yeah, back, like his, his back is tattooed. Back said, I I helped blow up King Max's ship, and all I got was this, this lousy, lousy tattoo. And you're, it's like. Come on, man. And this man is like cr- like basically crying about this horrible thing that he did 
like some 25 years ago and having to now like now he's finally facing the reality of it he's tried to bury it for so long and they reveal it with this stupid fucking tattoo like <laughs> the fucking mood the tone whiplash in this scene alone holy oh my shit god it's incredible it's wild <laughs> god I almost wonder now if they did intend for, like, because he has the tattoos. Like, it would have fit if he was one of the tattoo guys. But maybe they, like, I don't know, they just decided, ah, no, actually, let's let's do a second take on this guy. We gotta, we gotta make him, like, I don't know, slightly like, more <laughs> appealing to the kids. An, uh, 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 an accountant that collects uh, old weaponry. Yeah. I guess. It's just, it's just weird. It's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird. Uh, oh my god. Oh no, it's dark now, so I can't see what I've written in my notes. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fucking Canada in winter, oh so it god. gets dark at like 12 o'clock noon. Dark at fucking... <laughs> <laughs> we wake up in darkness and then you blink and it's darkness oh. again. It's just oh fucking... Oh god. It's eternal darkness. Um... Oh my do we want to talk about the Queen Wixom little the side plot? Oh, the the little side plot just to tie yeah. a little bit back into the into the previous film. Yeah, yeah. which which I honestly I kind of like this. I'm not gonna lie. It definitely it feels very out of place in this film. But oh yeah, Queen Wixom, um, she hires the artist, uh, the artist friend of King Max. She hires him. Because she wants to paint a portrait of her dogs fucking up Uberta's coronation, which she then wants to present to Uberta as, like, a fuck you, which is, like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty like, great. directly to her face, just give her this, like, f- yeah. giant fuck you painting. <laughs> yeah, which is, I, I don't know, I kind of like that. Um, but the artist, his name is Magnus. Magnus ends up painting a portrait of how the coronation should have gone, which this... This touches Uberta's heart so much that she gives Wixom this very tearful, uh, genuine apology. And then that that touches Wixom, and then they apologize to each other, and they become friends. And it's like, you know what? That's a cute, that's a cute way to end it. It's beautiful. You gave me what I didn't get that day. The perfect coronation for Derek and Odette. Oh, dear Wixom, I can't thank you enough. I should have been the one to apologize first. A Paul? No. I, uh, I'm so glad we're going to be friends. We are. If you will allow it. I, uh, I think I'd like that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I was like, I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm glad they made up in the end. Yeah, it's still a little weird that Wixom is fucking tattooed with Uberta's name. But at least now that they're they're besties, maybe Uberta can get a Wixom tattoo and then it's all even? Yeah, then it's all even. (laughs) Or... 
It's just such a, a strange little thing because I guess they wanted to have Uberta have something to do in this film because otherwise yeah. she shows up a little bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end. Yeah. Uh, this whole this whole movie is about her yeah. fucking husband and him coming back from supposed death, basically. From the dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to that. Oh, oh God. God. I've got so many, like, little things that I, I, I want to say, and yet I know that there's yeah, only oh, so, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many little, little notes that I have about just little, little things. Yeah. Uh, I have. I definitely have. Just, how did they learn magic anyway? How mm-hmm. wasn't, this was never established. How? They can just fly now? I guess? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. So I have one note. <laughs> I have a note, and I feel like only you will appreciate this, Brie. Is that uh-huh. the the conversation with Puffin and Clem, the old dock master, um, just reminds me of an encounter we'd have in a in a Steve RPG game that we play. <laughs> just something about <laughs> something about that conversation and about Clem. It just reminded me so much of like just conversations our characters have had with Steve's NPCs. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I had it written down as because Puffin flies up in a dog disguise for no fucking reason. <laughs> no There's fucking no reason, reason that they are dressed up as this, these dogs. No. Um, other than the writer going, hey, wouldn't it be funny if? Yeah. And so Puffin flies up to Clem in a dog suit and Clem is like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck? This this <laughs> flying dog is talking to me. And so he like passes out, and then when he wakes up. Puffin's like, "Oh no, I'm actually I'm not a dog. I'm a fu- I'm I'm just I'm a, a, I'm a bird wearing oh, yeah. a dog costume, and I'm talking to you." And Clem is still it's still like, "That's still pretty weird." Ah, there you go, Clem. A nice cup of tea for you. Oh, I thought you were a flying dog. <laughs> oh, nothing of the sort. Just a seabird in a dog costume who's come to talk to you like a man. Well, that's, that's pretty weird, too. <sighs> oh, stay with me, Clem. Yeah, <laughs> so he's still, he's all like shaking and shit. And he he's keeps like, almost fainting. That's still weird. Yeah, it's so funny. Because like, I had the note, I'm like, yeah, Puffin in a dog suit coming up and talking to you, that's weird. But just a Puffin... Or no, a dog flying up to you and talking to you is, is yeah. too weird. But a puffin wearing a dog suit coming up and talking to you, that's not weird at all. Yeah. And then he actually just says in the movie, yeah, that's still weird. And I'm like, oh, yeah. t- never mind. Yeah, I guess. Well, well, I, love, aware. I love that too, because you would think the whole reason why they're in dog costumes is because they're doing reconnaissance around the town. They they don't want to be recognized as like Odette's specific animal friends, I guess. Which like, okay, that makes a bit of sense. But sure, then, sure. But then Puffin is tasked with going to talk to Clem. He doesn't need the fucking, the dog costume. He could just leave that behind. Like, he didn't yeah, need to Yeah, Clem fucking... doesn't know shit about the dogs. Yeah, like, why did he? It's just fucking. And the dog costumes themselves. I don't know if they're meant to be duplicates of the plush toys. Or if they are the legit same plush toys. And Rogers just, like, turned them into costumes. Because if he did, then that's kind of fucked up. Because those were a gift from Max to Uberta. And, and I, would be, 
I would if I if someone ever did that to me, I would flip my shit. No, would, that, that they must have been just recreations. Uh, they they had better they gotta been. be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, what else? What else do I got here that I want to hit before? Uh, Jean-Bob is the dumbest motherfucker on earth. I don't yeah. know why I have that written down, but the the fact stands. <laughs> um, yeah, he just is. I definitely <laughs> I definitely had a prediction, and thankfully this did not come true. It's just because I knew that the producers, uh, like and, and Richard Rich, I think, one of them, uh, because Jean-Bob was their favorite, I thought for sure they're going to give Jean-Bob like, a fucking moment of glory in this movie. And so I was very... Happily surprised when he just kind of fades into the background. <laughs> when he just fucking doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. Good job. That's one decision yeah, I'm yeah. happy with Richard Rich. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, okay, most, most of my last page of notes is just... Uh, the ghost part onwards. Yeah, okay. Which uh, I, I do have, I can't believe they're fucking pulling a Father Cornello on this on this situation, Fuck. which is a cut for anyone who has seen the uh, the Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. I where have it's not. literally, okay, it's literally <laughs> that they, they set up like a hidden microphone and get the villain to monologue and, and admit to his oh, shit. Yeah, yeah while everyone else listens and yeah. i'm like oh hey they're just doing the full metal alchemist thing <laughs> but dumber yeah it's definitely i've seen that trope i i'm there's probably a specific name for it but yeah i've seen that before where they have a secret microphone well even uh cats don't dance that's a that's a fucking that'll oh date yes me. cats don't dance oh, fuck, have a, i love a that similar movie thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not an intentional part of their plan, though. That just happens to be that she no, falls that's, through a bunch of wires. That's but fair. That's close true. enough. Yeah, close enough. Um, but yeah, so that <laughs> I'd like to know how that setup worked, because it's just like they just have the council members around this microphone, but like, like did Derek and Odette just t like rush in and be like, okay, everybody, just sit and listen. Just listen, we gotta go. It's in the middle of the night because King Ivan well, is in bed. Well, and apparently they're in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah. just sleeping. So, like, what? How did this work? Like, they... I don't know. They they tell they tell all the council members to be there, but also don't tell don't tell Ivan. Yeah, I guess the don't don't tell. That's you know what? That's when that's when they should have had the thing with the Barrymores at. The council headquarters on the table when all of the the um the other council members they're discussing some kind of business and then the, well maybe not the Barrymores maybe like the ghost of Max who of course like is oh. is the Pepper's ghost illusion and and he accuses Ivan and then Ivan confesses you know he's scared of this fucking ghost and he confesses in front of the council what he did and then you reveal that it was Derek and Odette as the Barrymores. Y you know, yeah, that could have been something. That could something have been more than nothing at all. <laughs> better than what they fucking did. Than the paper masks. I can't believe those fucking masks. I'll think I'll forever, I... 
think of that. It's That'll be so like bad. the the shining moment of this movie that I think about when when it's like ten years and I haven't watched this movie in that long. <laughs> yeah, that, that bit at the end. Just, the fact that that Derek is is King Max, and then Odette pops up with like the face <laughs> yeah. of his mother. Yeah. Like the paper face of his of his mom. Yeah. Like, and she his oh Odette boy. as his mom just like chastises him for lying. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, like, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> like, did we really need that? No. But oh boy. Uh, yeah, I d- my my note is just why didn't you get one of those masks that actually looks like a face? Yeah. Why didn't why didn't you do anything like that? Yeah. God. <sighs> Let's God. Let's talk about, like, we're getting to the ending here. Let's talk about Derek willingly setting sail for an cursed yep. island that oh, is... The unscapable island. Yes, Not the... inescapable. Enscapable. Unescapable island. Yeah. The island that, as far as Derek knows, may may fucking part him from his family for the rest of his fucking life just like it did his father yeah 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 like he's like oh that yep that's this is the the guaranteed death island is what it's called basically you will die if you go here island and it's such an interesting conversation that derek and odette have because derek himself acknowledges that his dad is likely dead he says, my father deserves to be buried in his own kingdom. So Derek, okay. Derek set sail believing that his father, his father's dead body was on this island and it was worth fucking marooning himself forever from away from his family on this island. Like he was just going to like, I don't know, like, I guess figure shit out when he got there. Like, do you not think your dad would have tried to figure out how to break the curse? Like, it's just... It, it, it's it's bizarre it's so weird it's such a fucking weird way to handle the whole yeah. situation and then he basically sets off in like a fucking <laughs> rowboat yeah in like a little dinghy I, him and him and scully before we before we move on i do want to point out that there's actually like a good bit of writing that i liked before derek set sail which i wish this uh-huh, entire uh-huh. fucking series had this caliber of writing My father deserves to be buried in his own kingdom. I know. I have to go. I know. But I will come back. I love you. I know. I love you. I have to go. I know. But I will come back. And then Odette pauses. And, you know, you have the repetition. I know. I know. But here she says, she pauses and says, I love you. And then Derek says, I know. It's like, that's a good, that's a good bit of dialogue. That's a good little exchange. Yeah. And you get to see, like. It's a well-written little exchange. It's it's well-written. You see, Odette hesitates. She doesn't know if Derek's coming back. It's it's a good little bit. Yeah. Good job. It's it's it's, it's uh, set up for a, another <laughs> so bizarre 
stupid yeah. bullshit choice but you know what that's a good little bit of dialogue yeah. you're right can, can i tell you too and i don't know if this is because good omens has traumatized me um oh no but when I was first watching this movie and Derek set sail, I started freaking the fuck out because for some reason in my head, I was like, is this where the movie ends? Is this, this how is gonna it ends? End. He's going to set sail for it. And that's going to be the way the series ends. We don't <laughs> know if gonna... he ever makes it back. Yeah, I was legit. I was legitimately. I don't know why I convinced myself of this in the moment, but I was legitimately oh freaking God. the fuck out. And then, of course, like, the scene continues, and, yeah, it's, yeah, and it's yeah. him and Scully, and I'm like, oh, no, no, of course. Of course they wouldn't fucking do that. But for they a brief that moment. wouldn't do that No, they wouldn't, but for a brief moment, I was so, I was, yeah, just, like, flipping my shit oh, at, like, 10 man. o'clock at night thinking that oh, I was no. getting, I was, like, getting good omens, dude. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Derek makes his way to this island. And somehow, I, I, this whole fucking breaking of the curse, this is bullshit. Oh my god, it's so bullshit. Well, they're, they're approaching the island, <laughs> and he's basically like, Scully, if the worst happens, and Scully's like, I'll take care of Odette. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, thank you. You're like, okay, man. <laughs> okay. Um, and then he hits the, the near-clipping plane and goes through, which is a joke for <laughs> only people who... <laughs> work in 3d might get because he basically like there's <laughs> it, it's this it's so uh, the way i have to think that they they set it up for the way he gets through this like illusion around the inescapable island uh is they just have a, a an image plane in maya set up <laughs> that that has the uh the island on it and then mm-hmm. they just crashed the geo of his boat through it. So he's just hitting the image plane. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he goes through. There's no other effects to it. It's just two pieces of geometry smushing through each other. Yeah. And that's very funny for me in particular. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he gets through the, the image plane and hits the actual island, which is all of a sudden just a nightmare. Like the the sea is going nuts the island is literally just a bunch of barren rocks in the middle of of a fucking tempest yeah and 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 like you said it it, you didn't see this tempest from outside probably because they were like "Ooh, shit that's gonna be a lot of effects that i really don't want to render (laughs) everything within the image plane dome you can't see (laughs) yeah like apparently it's a weird it's a weird choice yeah. which is a little yeah. redundant when talking about swamp princess 12 <laughs> oh uh, man and uh, like they he gets in through the image plane into the rough seas gets it, his little dinghy gets immediately fucked up mm-hmm. um scully can't go with him because he can't get ghosts can't pass through image planes um <laughs> Maybe and he crashes and he... Oh, all right, I forgot about that bit of lore. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he, he gets to this island and it's just fucking rocks. It's barren rocks. And it's been, in it's the been movie, a... 30 years. Yeah, something like that. It And, and Max... years. And Max, Max is fine. He's somewhat, like, he definitely looks, like, they actually, I was surprised they actually did update his model to make him look a little, 
little I mean, scuffed? they changed his textures to put some <laughs> dirt on him. Yeah. Um, okay. And made his clothes a little raggedy. But that's more than they did in the last fucking movie when we traveled that's, 30 years you know in what, the past. That's true. That's so, true. That's true. They were um, saving all that effort for this movie, apparently. <laughs> but he's been supposedly on a barren rock <laughs> and just chilling for the past 30 years. Yeah. Um, Don't know what he was eating all that time. Or like, no. What he, he was hasn't, even he doing. He hasn't lost... He still looks as beefy as he did when he set sail. Yeah. And it's funny um. because they give him a bit of stubble, but Max has like, I, I don't know what kind of like style of, of um, facial Disheveled. hair Disheveled. But he has like, he's got like the little like the diamond shape underneath his, his lower oh, lip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that style yeah. of, of, of beard the is. The little goatee thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, instead of giving him, like, a full-ass beard, which you think he would have by now, they just, like, they keep that little that little goatee, but then they also just grow out of a little bit of stubble for him, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 I just, I just really like that. Like, you'd think, you'd think it'd grow a little evenly, you know, he'd have a big even beard. No, no. No, no. Don't be silly. He's, like, he's shaving. Well, he's on There's the actually just somehow. a really well-stocked little, like, house amidst all these horrible peaks of of jagged rock yeah he's actually actually just like you go into the center and there's like a nice little cozy home that's like been weirdly prepped with like a hundred years worth of of preserved food yeah and he's just been he's just been hanging out just just chilling it's fine yeah he's He's actually living his best life there yeah he's just having he's having a nice time it's been fine um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the Derek shows up, and somehow, the somehow, curse is lifted. The curse Some is fucking lifted. How. There isn't even any like, like any kind of prophecy or shit that we're told. Nothing. No. Just somehow the like the the pure love of their hug or some fucking bullshit. I guess. I guess. And that's that's all it takes. And the yeah. the the. That's all the it, curse that's is all lifted. This, that's all Silent needed. Oh, they got a hug. Just oh, needed how some nice. love. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then um and then <laughs> And then, and then, the, then the, the image plane disappears and Scully shows up and and Derek's like he's like I'll go tell them that everything's fine and Derek's like send a boat. And so <laughs> But apparently Scully drives this boat back over by himself. Because when <laughs> Derek and his dad return to to shore, uh, they are alone in that boat. There's no crew. Don't worry about it. Maybe they left the crew on the island. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> They're like, listen, you can't be here when we have our big return. Uh, yeah. This island has a bunch of green shit on it now. You should be fine. Go yeah. stay in, in my dad's uh, little cozy house in the, yeah, on the middle of the island yeah the hellhole that my dad lived in for the last 30 years yeah just chill here we'll yeah. take the boat we'll send another one out for you later but we yeah. need our special uh we yeah we need to have an aesthetically pleasing reunion on the dock so you guys can't be here for that yeah <laughs> and then they have the reunion and this is this I I I have to I have to tell everybody the sad news that officially the Rogers Uberta ship is yep. fucking fully sunk. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. It- I was I literally had that thought when I was watching it. I'm like, oh, poor Christy. It's- her ship, her ship has sunken into the harbor with the return of Max. It's incredible because all of the buildup that we had, multiple movies over the course of the series, kept making these nods to Rogers and Uberta. We, like mm-hmm. the like the tenth movie. We had that lovely little moment where they, like, look at each other so lovingly and Uberta is singing about love and how your love saved me. And I that was, like, one of my favorite parts of the 10th fucking movie. Uh-huh. In this movie, they don't even acknowledge that Rogers and no. Uberta had anything going on. No. And it's, it's so, well, so bizarre. Yes. Do you think at any point before they started writing the 10th or the 11th movie that they had any thought about about Eric's <laughs> dad coming back? Do you think that was an even no. a twinkle in their brain? Like, no, they- of course not. <laughs> of course not. They but it's no like- idea. So of course they set up Rogers and Uberta. Yeah, but like you could still you could still have Derek's dad come back and still fucking acknowledge the romance that you set up because that's that's a fucking interesting thing that could have made for a like a cool beat in your movie. <laughs> and this is maybe where I can get into I know this episode's running long, folks, by the way. I, I this is longer oh, than yeah. we, we normally oh, go. Oh wow, yeah, okay. That's fine. <laughs> but, but it's okay it's Swan versus twelve. We need yeah. to if, if there was gonna be a long episode, it's gonna be this one. Yeah. But here's here's okay, so here's here's my fucking rewrite of this movie. Is so oh, you you have Max meet with the pirates, and this meeting was arranged by King Ivan. You know, so like King Ivan comes to Max in secret and he claims that he also believes in Max's idea that the pirates can be mm-hmm. reasoned with. And that he's arranged for them to meet with Max to see if they could get this tr- this truce. And so he would swear Max to secrecy because he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want anyone to find out. Um, and that would explain why Max doesn't mention him in his journal entry. Or, like, maybe he does mention King Ivan in the journal entry. And that's the real reason why King Ivan would later hold on to the journal after discovering it on the wreckage. Because he tells Huberta, I'll hang on to this. Don't you worry about this. Um, yeah. So maybe he's like trying to hide it, and that's a bit of the evidence that you know that's what they they have to discover to find out that King Ivan, you know, the connection with King Ivan. So, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. anyways, you have Max meet with, the, meet with the pirates, and they of course they attack him and attempt to kill Max. Max can manage to escape, but his boat is destroyed. Like it gets maybe something, some gunpowder barrels get get ignited and they blow up during the fight. And so sure. Max is Max is blown overboard, and he falls unconscious, and he wakes up on an island with amnesia. Ooh, and oh. and maybe in the fight he he like grabbed one of the pirates, and like he maybe like got accidentally took one of their bandanas with him, and so he wakes up. He's got this bandana clenched in his hand, and with no other clues as to who he is, he assumes that he was a pirate, and maybe he starts adopting the mannerisms of a pirate. And so, like, you know, years go by, and eventually Max is found by Derek and Odette. Like, I, I, I didn't really spend any time figuring out how they would fucking find Max, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, fair enough. Like, fair enough. That's, that's not the important part. Ugh, fuck it, they just find him. Whatever. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. They maybe they get shipwrecked while they're they're like looking for him, or they find the island, and whatever it takes. 
they find Max early on in the film, but again, he, he has amnesia. He doesn't remember. And Derek's attempts to jog Max's memory fail, and so Max doesn't believe that Derek is his son. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then, so Max goes back with Derek and Odette because he just wants to get off the fucking island. Um, you know, he's been living there alone for 30 years. He just wants off. Um, and of course... When King Ivan would see that Max has returned, he's secretly terrified that Max's memory might come back and he'll be revealed as the mastermind behind all of this. So the movie is like, while Derek is trying to jog Max's memory and Max is like ignoring him and just trying to like forge this new life for himself on the mainland, you have King Ivan attempting to secretly kill off Max. So like the amnesiac (gasps) Max has to, like, he keeps, like, getting in danger and Derek keeps, like, you know, having to save him or, like, there's, you know, there's that bullshit going on. But also, you would have this interesting thing of all of these characters have some time to figure out how to react to Max coming back because Ah. he's this man who they all thought was dead and that's going to, like, give you some weird fucking feelings, especially because uh-huh. Max... Theoretically. A, yeah, well, theoretically. But, like, <laughs> you know, especially because Max isn't acting like the man they remember. So how does Derek feel when he sees his dad, who he only has these good memories of? You know, he's angrily shooing him away and he's denying that he's his dad. Or, like, you, you know, like, with, with Rogers and Uberta. Like, h- how do they deal with this? Because... You know, Uberta kind of started to move on. And and how do she and Rogers figure out what, you know, what do they do? Because Uberta probably still has a lot of love for Max, but she also was kind of falling in love with Rogers. And I think it would have been a nice moment if Uberta and Rogers could have, like, talked out their feelings. And, like, maybe, like, Rogers could have... You know, sort of similar to Prince Lee in the 10th film, giving up his love for Elise. Maybe Rogers tells Uberta that he accepts that she wants to be with Max and it's okay. You know, like something just to close the book on their relationship. You know, (laughs) something other than nothing. (laughs) But Christy. Yeah. (laughs) Christy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something <laughs> fucking something oh, I I <laughs> I respect your rewrite I think it would have been a really good movie mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been a swan princess film <laughs> I Christy. know it could have been it could have been so much better though and like and like Christy, here's- I need you I need you to to create an AO3 account, and I need you to do your fan fiction <laughs> rewrites of all of these movies. Oh, you God. You need to do the fix. Yeah. The fix-it fix, or fixing <laughs> fix of all of these films, and where, then- like, it's all these characters having, like, emotional maturity and dealing with, like, <laughs> dealing yeah. with these things. Like human beings with complexities and emotion. Yeah. Because, like, I agree with you, but also. Yeah. Well, and it just, it it just, it feels so obvious. And this is, like, why didn't they do this? Because they still could have had the mystery of what happened to Max. And they still could have, characters could have been slowly trying to figure that out. 
But then you could also have like, you know, who who's trying to attack Max? Why are they targeting him? You know, like, like maybe they don't know at first that the council is involved. Y- you know, they think it's just pirates and that there's like, Max is safe now that he's back on the mainland. You could have had some cute shit like Max, even though he still has amnesia. <laughs> maybe he starts like warming up to Derek, you know? And this is and this is like my big finale. This is my big finale. So you have the grand conclusion. So of course, Max, uh, King Ivan's treachery is revealed, and then Max's memory is restored some way. I don't I don't know. It wasn't important in my fucking rewrite. <laughs> but but like I'm just picturing like I King Ivan and Derek are fighting, and Derek draws his bow, but he realizes it's out of arrows. But then Max. With his memory fully restored, he does the catch and fire routine with Derek that they were they were shown oh. doing in the last film, you know, as a ki- as Derek as a kid, and then you like bring that back as a callback. That would have been so fucking cool to see Derek do this with his dad, <laughs> and then he could use that to defeat Ivan. And the film, you know, draws to this close. Like maybe things oh. are still like a bit like messy, but like they're gonna figure it out off screen, you know. This is this all gonna work out, but they're together sure, as sure. a family. How you know? <laughs> Fucking something. Oh, <laughs> uh. oh, yeah, Christy, you need to write these yeah. these fanfics <laughs> where you I wish... uh, fix the entire plot of, yeah. of all these Swan Princess movies. And then, and then maybe one day, twenty years from now, when they decide to reboot the series, they'll come. <laughs> Knocking on my door. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Oh, God. Oh, my God. This movie could have been hey. so cool. It could have been. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why now? Thirty years later. Why does Why does King Max's uh, king outfit still fucking suck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the fucking we we talked about it in the still last looks fucking disheveled. <laughs> yeah, we talked about in the last episode that we were like maybe he looks disheveled because that they're just saving that model for when he gets rescued, <laughs> and it's like that's kind of yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, sort of, but also no, because that's just how he looks when he's wearing yeah. doing his best, like wearing his finest kingly garb. Yeah. Is like this tattered horse shit that's barely clinging on to him, and you're like, "Why did, why did they not? Why they used up all the budget giving Derek and Odette that magician outfit, and then that's like oh we can't do this. God. We can't make a new Max model. Oh my god, it's just it's wonderful. <sighs> uh, can I can I tell you this? I had a uh-huh. weird. I had a weird sound mixing issue when I watched the the DVD. I watched it on my computer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know what happened. I ended up I watched the movie. I watched these parts on my TV, and they didn't happen there. So it must it was something either with v, VLC player or just my computer in general. But during okay. the last song with Max and all all of like there's like these little choir of kids that come on. God. The sound yeah. mixing, for some reason, messed up for me, and it played the audio of the kids like super, super quiet, so that you could all like only like just hear them. Oh, 
Like, Weird. only, I ended up, I actually got jump scared by Huberta because I cranked the <laughs> volume. And then she starts singing. Huberta, jump scare. And it's just, oh, oh God. And I had to turn it back down. But it was, it was, it ended up being, it was so fucking funny. And I wish that this was just how the movie was because it was so delightful <laughs> to me. Because, yeah, like the backing music was You wish was it was so mixed poorly? I would, it was just, it was so funny because I could hear all the sound effects so clearly. There's like oh, a moment no. where Odette walks away and as she's walking, cause she's wearing a long dress at this point and you just hear the as she walks and I started laughing so fucking hard. Oh my God. I was so sad to find out. Like, and on one hand, I'm glad for the Swan Princess people because it probably would have been I, I've done QA stuff before quality assurance oh, and it yeah. is it is mortifying when a mistake gets through on a product that you have put your name onto. But it yeah, also yeah, yeah. it would have been so fucking funny if that the ending to the Swan <laughs> Princess series it was like had fucked up audio at the last song. Oh my god. Uh, oh. It is so good. Uh, There's there was definitely a few technical things here and there, but like, I feel like there always is some technical issues in these films. Yeah, and I can't knock them for being like, for for having them because they're just, mm -hmm. they're they're little foibles. Yeah, I definitely noticed there were a good few times I saw some like some bit of geometry clipping through something else. Like, yeah, there was a lot of clipping, a lot of their, like, because I think they do a lot of cloth and hair sim, and there was definitely shots where, like, sometimes if, like, the simulation will, like, jump over a frame, and it can mm -hmm. be subtle, but can also just be, like, like, like a, it's just a little eye thing that, like, makes your, makes it go, like, what the fuck, what's that? Um, <laughs> definitely, like, there was hair clipping through a lot, uh, Especially with, um, in, like, in, uh, in Derek's, like, pirate disguise when he has the long, sort of, the long hair, it's definitely clipping into him. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, often, every time he, like, moves his head, it's clipping into his chest. Uh, there's definitely a few frames here and there of, like, Rogers' mustache clipping into his face. <laughs> it just... Like, technical things that happen, especially when, like, you don't have time to, like, fix little f little things yeah. like that. They can definitely slip through. Like, I've definitely had things like that show up in things I've worked on, in shots I've done, where you look at it later and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, even, I, I remember when Frozen came out, and I don't know if you remember. I feel like all of, like, animation, social media was oh, pointing the, this the, out. Oh, the braid through the shoulder thing. Well there, well, there was that, which that one, I feel like you could justify that was as, a like, choice an animation made, trick. Yeah, that was a choice made by the animator. Yeah. People got really up in arms about, yeah. like, phasing through her shoulder. I'm like, that yeah. was just for the, for smoothness of anim. Everyone yeah. needs to chill out. Sorry, the, which one were you talking about? There there was just at the very end where Kristoff uh, picks up Anna, and, like, his uh -huh. thumb, like, ever so slightly, it looks like it clips into her a little bit. Oh, but it's, okay. it was like barely noticeable. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, and that was the one that people were like, "Oh my god!" Of course, because Frozen was like such a huge yeah. hit. 
people were just yeah. like looking at anything to try and take the wind out of its sails. Just, oh my god, yeah. this is a Disney movie and this is the level of quality that they have. Fuck you. Oh my god. Duh. It just shows that like even Disney is capable of doing like a little fuck up like that, so. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, it's like, I, this, that's not, that's not even a, like, of the things to knock on for this film. Yeah. That's not one of them. It's just a little thing that I noticed that I was like, it's probably because the pr- the previous one came out so recently. This yeah. one was probably done uh, real, real quick. Yeah. So. I, it definitely makes me wonder. I like, I would love to know what some of the inner workings are. And like, just, it just, it feels yeah. rushed. And did they only like I'd love to know how much budget they had, how much time did they have to develop the story because and and I mean here's the thing. Even with the previous Swan Princess movies that we know had like a longer time in development or like they seemingly they probably would have had a bigger budget because they were some of the earlier sequels that they did and I'm just making an assumption that they just had more money, more spending power back then. <laughs> um uh-huh. Even with those films, they were still, like, fucking incoherent at times. <laughs> so it's hard to, like, it's hard to get a gauge on this well, film. You know, like, it's still, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, like, incoherent. But is that because the story was rushed or because it's because just a, it's a Swan, Swan Princess, Princess film. movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell. But, yeah, I would love to, I would love to know. Uh. The oh, insider deeds. Yeah, tell yeah. me, Richard Rich. Come on the podcast, Richard Rich. Richard, we love your film. Richard, come on. I'm a big fan of your film. Ignore everything I've dunked on to this point. I mean, we all of our dunking has been with love. Yes. Has been with with actual like as we wrap up here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All like again, I am I am genuinely bummed that yes. this is going to be the last one that we get to talk. Well, we I mean, we still have the first three to go back to, but, like, this is the last CGI, yeah. r- like, recent Swan Princess film that we're going to get to talk about because these were always just such... Mm-hmm. Just such a, a wild ride. It's definitely not going to be the same, you know? I No, yeah. It is... I, I feel like I'm saying goodbye to to an old oh, friend. Oh no! <laughs> I I should point out I meant to say this at the beginning of the episode and in in typical me fashion completely forgot. Um, we are recording this on November eighteenth, and Bree, I the last time we spoke, I got very excited when I realized that we were going to be recording on this date, and I didn't want to oh, tell yes. you then. Yeah, why 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 is that? Because my friend November 18th marks the anniversary of the theatrical release of the original Swan Princess movie. Oh my god. Isn't that it just all the comes most around. serendipitous thing ever? We did oh. not plan that, folks. And of course the That's the, wonderful. The DVD was delayed, so we were gonna take a look at it beginning of November. Did not plan this one fucking bit. How fucking magical is this? Oh Perfect. <laughs> I should Absolutely know. perfect. A fun thing about this date is that you know how um you have like National Cookie Day or like those those uh-huh. kind of talk like a pirate day. The Swan Princess folks 
Um, I don't know how. I figured you, you probably just pay someone money to do this. <laughs> But uh-huh. they had November 18th declared National Princess Day in honor <gasps> of the Swan Princess uh, oh movie franchise. God. They Happy did Princess Day, Christy. <laughs> Happy Princess Day. Oh my god. They, they they did this a few years ago and uh the reason why you probably haven't ever heard of it before is that November 18th is better known as uh Mickey Mouse's birthday. <laughs> oh. Well, so, uh, there's no fucking. I mean, uh, no fucking way yeah. anyone's gonna ever fucking acknowledge <laughs> National Princess Day. It's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> like of all the days oh, to try, no! of all the days for the Swan Princess folk to try it. Because oh. <laughs> good oh, try, guys. I'm sorry, Richard Rich. You tried to escape Disney, but <laughs> oh no, foiled again. <laughs> No. Oh man. Oh god. But yes, happy, oh. happy national. Happy Princess Day. Happy anniversary, Swan Princess. Happy anniversary. Now, uh, so before we close out here, I do want to acknowledge we did get an email from Mel, who is a regular writer in to the podcast, uh, and Mel yeah. Mel provided uh, her own rewrite of. Of Swan Princess 12 and what she was hoping to see. Um, because this episode is super, super duper long, Mel, I I don't want to rush through your your plot rewrite. So I think we're going to save this for next episode. Uh, so hopefully yeah. that's okay. Just so that we can have a bit more time to go through your plot summary and then talk about it. Yeah, likewise, I got I got a message from uh, Jay Wong Makes over on Tumblr, who asked some really fun questions uh, regarding like straight to video sequels and things that aren't aren't princess films, but should be. Uh, (laughs) So we will we'll circle back to those at the end of the next one, too, because those are very fun. But also it's (laughs) we're we're closing in on two hours. Oh, we should probably wrap this one up. So thank you both so much for for writing in. We will get back to you next time for sure. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh, we had too much to say about this fucking movie. We really did. We could probably keep going for a while too, but we are. (laughs) This is a long one. (laughs) The sun has set and we need to leave. It's dark. I can't see my notes anymore at all. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, Thank you all so much for going on this fucking journey with us. Um, yeah, thank you guys. If you want to oh. see clips of this movie, you can catch us on Twitter at BadPrincessMOV. Uh, we also have the email where you could write in, and that's BadPrincessMovies at gmail.com. And then we have the catalog of bad movies, which is at BadPrincessMovies.com. Woo! Thank you all again for, for joining us. This is... For our, our the ending of our beloved Swan Princess series, yes. I will be back for the first three, but the this is this is a shining star of just yeah. beloved bad films. Yeah, this is like just, oh. we've basically like we've bid an old friend goodbye, and we're watching as they they they're on a bus and their their bus is pulling away, and we're waving we're waving to them. <laughs> 
they're on their little boat and they're heading towards the sunset. <laughs> they're headed towards the inscapable island. The inscapable and we'll never, island. We'll never fucking see them again. <laughs> oh. We could look back at the other movies, but it's not going to be the same. Thank you to Richard Rich and everyone behind. Thank these, you. These, uh, Genuinely, <laughs> thank you so films, much. You know, thank you so much. These films <laughs> have given me so much fucking joy. Like legitimately, oh, legitimate le- joy. Legitimately, I oh. I hope that it comes across in this podcast. But when I talk about bad movies, it is because they legitimately entertain and make me happy. And, yeah. and when you find something that makes you happy in this weird fucking world that is sometimes full of the most depressing shit imaginable, you cling to it and and you you hold it dear. And so that's what I've done with these yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. Thank you. They are, they are close to our hearts. For the joy that you have given. And I'm just singing ABBA song in my yeah. head. You have a song in your head? Which one? Yeah. Thank you for the music, for giving it to me. I don't know what that one is. Oh, I I probably know it from Mamma Mia. Probably. Mamma Mia, here I go again. Here I go again. All right, everyone. It's a weird way to end the episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye. We'll see you next time. Yes, I've been broken hearted. Since the day you parted, you'll see there's no disguise when you just